This is episode number 105 of the Helping of Happiness podcast. Today we have on guest Jamie Harper from Fly by the Seat of Our Pants blog. She's going to talk to us all about how to get our houses ready if we would like to turn it into an Airbnb and make a little extra cash so we have some money for our own travel. Hi, you're listening to Helping of Happiness. I'm your host, Hilary Hess, a crazy mom of seven kids who loves to eat and love to travel. Mom life can be exhausting, hectic, and scary at times, so let's take this journey together. We can love, we can learn, we can laugh, we can cry, and we can become better friends while we're at it. So I'm sitting here with my dear friend, Jamie Harper, and she is the blogger creator, Fly by the Seat of Your Pants. Hey, Jamie. Hi. How are you? I'm so happy to introduce you to my friends here listening to the podcast. I love what you're doing, and I think you have such a unique experience with your traveling that I think it's going to be really fun to talk about today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So let's just start off. Let's hear a little bit about more just about you and your family. Tell me a little bit about you. Okay. Um, I am a mom of four. I have an 11-year-old son and then three daughters down to a three-year-old. Um, I live in Texas currently. Uh, we, my husband has a job with the airlines, so we actually fly for free in the United States and for just the cost of taxes internationally, but we fly standby, uh, which means we get seats the leftover seats if there are any so we kind of fly at the last minute we never know exactly where we're going to end up and so we travel about once a month and um we've been doing this for seven years now i've been blogging about it for the last couple of years um and i guess i just my goal is to help other families know that you can travel for cheaply it doesn't have to be like very costly and that it's so important to your family to have travel, to get out of your daily routine, to see something new, to have experiences together. And it doesn't have to be too far away for you to have a great time. And I just want to show other moms that it's possible and that, you know, encourage them to do it, inspire them to do it. So I think that's one reason why I feel like I connect so much with you is because I have all those same feelings about travel. We traveled a little bit when I was a kid and those were kind of the moments that I remember of my childhood being good experiences with my dad. Like those were the times when we connected and had fun and we also had not fun. I mean, even those are like the funny memories to look back on when he was yelling at us when he was driving in Washington DC traffic and you know, all the different things, but I have the same memory of my dad in the same place. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, just so funny. The days before GPS and he's trying to find follow a paper map and oh, oh just yes. like all the emotions are running high and we're just terrified in the back seat trying not to make a peep and <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we've had those moments even with GPS. Yeah. Definitely but- like there is like a stress and um but the rewards are so great. I mean, we have yet to be on a trip that I've regretted. Even the ones that are just have been in the moment like, oh, this is awful. I never want to travel again. Like literally the next day I'm looking at flights. Where else can we go? Because we still <laughs> had a great time. We always tease that we're always planning our next vacation when we're driving home from the one that we're on. We yes. you just always love to have something in the hopper to look forward to. Yes. 
Okay. And, you know, that's actually, yeah, you know, studies say that having an anticipation for a trip is almost as good as going on the trip. So even just plan, like if you go on one trip a year, but you plan it all year long, you're going to have satisfaction and joy from that trip, just planning it. So oh, I love that. That's well, and I do feel like planning it is half of the fun, especially when you're planning it with friends or family that you're excited to be with. Yeah. That's really cool. With you flying standby all the time, have you guys ever been stranded somewhere or like just taken a really long time to catch a flight that you needed to get? So the great thing is you can see online how many seats there are and what your chances are of getting on. So for the most part, we don't go to the airport unless we're pretty sure we're going to make it. But once you're in a destination, then you got to get home and right. things happen, flights cancel, um, weather, you know, all the stuff that normal people encounter, except for that the airline is not entitled to get us home. We have to figure it out. And so um, we were stranded in Knoxville. Um, my husband got on the first flight of the day to get back for church. And then we were stranded for the next 18 hours. And when we finally got on a flight, I mean, there was all sorts of things that happened. When we finally got on a flight, it was to um, DC, which was the opposite direction of where we wanted to go. <laughs> and I cried. So I get on my flight to DC and I'm crying because I don't want to go that direction. I want to go home. But um, we end up going and staying with my sister-in-law for two days and then coming home a couple days later. And it was, it was fine. <laughs> it was just the moment of exhaustion of I've been doing this for so long. Um, You're like, I just want to go home. I have things to do. <laughs> yes. My favorite story though, is we were planning it was the last week of summer and I was just desperate to squeeze every last ounce out of summer. And so we were, went to, I took my kids alone to Arkansas on Monday and we were going to fly to Hawaii on Tuesday. And so we flew to Arkansas. We had the best day. We went to hot springs. Um, and at the end of the day, my, the last two flights canceled. Um, and so I just decided to drive home. It was six hours home. And I just, I had a little car because I didn't intend to drive for six hours. Um, and I didn't know if there would be like a one-way drop-off fee or anything. And so we just drove home. So we got home at midnight. We woke up at 8 a.m. and went on another flight to Hawaii. And we spent one day in Hawaii and it was amazing. And we always love Hawaii. And then when we went to the airport that night, our, the flight again canceled. And so we are stuck in Hawaii now, which I know people are like, oh, that's so sad to be stuck in Hawaii. But when you want to get home, you just want to be home. And so we took a flight on United to LA and then our LA to Dallas flight canceled. And so then we took, we literally in the last two minutes, we slid in the door to a flight to Houston. And once we got to Houston, we also couldn't get to Dallas. So we rented a car in Houston and drove it home. So, in, um, and then the next morning we woke up and flew back to Houston to go to a family event. So... <laughs> So in the in a week we did like two major road trips, three major flights or four major flights. Anyway, it was the craziest travel week of my life. And then I was like, okay, I squeezed every last ounce of fun out of summer and we're ready to start school. <laughs> that is so awesome. I love it. I feel like your flights are like our road trips because we go on like these 80 hour road trips sometimes across country with all of these stops and I love it. Oh, it's, but you feel like you're traveling more than actually in the destination sometimes, right? When you get stuck. That week we did. Yes. Right? That week we did. <laughs> Oh, that is so funny. Okay. So another thing that I think is really fun and unique about you is that you guys actually 
have your house hosting as an Airbnb for other people to come stay in while you're gone, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so, so we started I don't know all about we were, this. <laughs> yeah, we, we actually stayed in an Airbnb in Paris and it was just someone's apartment. They had toys, they had bunk beds, they had a crib. It was so convenient for our family. And they literally didn't move any of their stuff. They just made the beds and we came in and lived in their house and we had a washer and dryer. It was just incredible. And I thought, and after that trip, I said, honey, we can do this. We are gone so much. People need a place to stay. They want to stay with their family. They don't want to be in separate hotel rooms. We have a big enough house. And he was really uh, worried about the stuff. Like, this is the question I always get. What do you do with your stuff? And I just said, hey, hon, look at our stuff. We have four kids. They're using and abusing our stuff. Like, are the guests really going to do anything to our stuff that we haven't, that we're not already doing to it? So true. I love the way that, that you're looking at that. Seriously. Yes. And so we got a lock on our master closet. We put away our, like our, any valuables we have, which aren't many. Um, and we lock away our closet. So our, our clothes are locked in there. Anything our kids are worried about, they lock in our closet. And then um, we rent it out for the week. Like uh, we rent it for at least two nights. So we make 250 a night. And typically people stay like a Friday, Saturday night. And then they pay a cleaning fee as well. And most of the time I clean my own house. And it is so rewarding to be paid to clean your own house. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I love, you know, as a stay-at-home mom, I don't have a lot of like rewards or, you know, nobody tells you like, thanks for cleaning the house. It looks great. But actually as an Airbnb host, people will say like, Jamie's home is lovely or it was spotless. And you're like, Thank you so much. Like that's Thank my you for recognizing all my work. <laughs> yes. Thank you for like loving my face like I do and for recognizing me. And so it's been rewarding in that way. But obviously the biggest reward is that it's money. It's funds for us to travel. We went to Barcelona for 10 days and we spent $1,300, but we ended up renting it the whole time we were gone. And when we got home, we had earned $1,800. So we actually earned $500 by going to Barcelona for a week. Gosh. And is it just things like that where you're like, this is so worth it. It's basically, we got a free trip. And so far our guests have been very respectful of our home and they're grateful to have a place to stay that's comfortable. It's just a win all around. So have you, have you had any experiences where it wasn't a good thing or they've just been good the whole time? We had one group that decided they didn't have enough parking spaces. So they pulled a car onto our lawn, which not a great idea, but also it rained that night. And so their car got stuck in our lawn and um, Airbnb has a, a policy, an insurance policy that covers those kind of things. So if the person doesn't pay immediately for their, mistake which most people do we've had a few broken items and they pay right away and they typically overpay um but anyway if they don't pay right away you can make a claim to airbnb and they will pay pay out so we got an official landscaping quote and airbnb paid us the landscaping quote that we got and we ended up being able to fix it for much less than the quote and um so anyway but but that is like peace of mind the airbnb has your back if something does go dramatically wrong, they have an insurance policy to help you and they're there for you. 
So that is so cool. I love that. And that gives you just so much more peace of mind that, yeah, if they destroyed my couch, I can go get another couch and it will be okay. Well, and that's the great thing is anything you replace in your home can actually be a percentage of it can be deducted on your taxes because it's a business. It's considered a business expense because your home is a business, at least for a percentage of the year. So So do you have to pay more in your homeowner's insurance because you rent out as an Airbnb? Yeah, you have to contact them and see what, what their policies are. See if what the, what the pay increases. Yeah. Cause it's renters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I would love to hear also some of your packing tips because if you're traveling all this time, you've got to have some systems because are you sometimes just kind of get up and go or do you yes. have them all pretty planned out? Cause it seems like if your little handle here is fly by the seat of our pants, we're not just super planned out. We're just kind of spontaneously jumping on some flights when they're available. Exactly. So sometimes you'll plan going Friday night at eight and then it's like, oh, that flight filled up. We're going Friday at 9 a.m. Ready, go. And you only, you don't (laughs) find that out until like an hour before the flight and you're just scrambling. So one thing is pack early. Like, so now that I do Airbnb, I get my packing done a full 24 hours before the flight. And then I have all the rest of the time to clean. And then I'm not forgetting things. It's been a lot, really helpful. I used to be a very, very last minute packer. Packing early has helped a lot. Because we travel a lot, I always have their travel backpacks lot, like ready to go. They're packed and they're in the closet. And there's stuff in there they're not allowed to touch unless we travel. Um, I always have our toiletry bag completely ready. So we have an extra set of toothpaste, an extra set of hair stuff, an extra set of toothbrushes. So basically we just can leave everything where it is. We can pick up this toiletry bag and we're ready to go. So when we leave, I really only have to get clothes. It's the only thing I have to pack. And, um, if we're traveling to something that's out of season, so if we're in winter here and we're traveling to Hawaii, then I can pack that like a full week early, you know, throw the swimsuits and the shorts in and you're ready to go. Um, so the one packing tip I love that has changed my life is we typically change hotels every night. Mm -hmm. Um, you're probably the same way if you're Mm -hmm. going on road trips. Oh, we totally do. Do you do a bag per night? Yes. Yes. Use packing cubes and then every, Um, you pack one outfit and one pair of pajamas for everyone. So when you get to the hotel, you just grab your toiletry bag, you grab your uh, one pack, your one packing cube, and you open that up. Everyone has a pair of pajamas. Everyone has a pair of clothes. There's no fighting over what we're wearing because that's all you have. Mm -hmm. And then you take all of the dirty clothes and you put it back in the packing cube, zip it up, and you're done with that packing cube. That's been really helpful for, especially because like when I pack, my husband's always like, I have no idea where anything is. I can't help you get anyone ready. And it's just overwhelming and frustrating as the mom. But to say, here's the cube, everyone go. Like he can help. The big kids can help. Uh, Everyone knows where their stuff is. Well, don't you feel like that helps when, (laughs) like if you're going to different climates on the trip too, like for example... I'll write on my, I I do that, but not with the cubes. I just have actual bags. Like the one bag will just have everybody's clothes. Like if we're driving to, let's say that we're going to California. So I'll have one bag will be the Albuquerque bag because we know that we're staying overnight in Albuquerque and it's probably winter there still. So we're going to have our warmer clothes in our Albuquerque bag and I'll have like a piece of painter's tape on it or something with Albuquerque written on it. So my husband's not even wondering what bag it is when they're going through the car and packing up or pulling out 
and then the next bag will be you know Arizona or whatever and then there's the California bags which are usually more of the shorts or the you know easy t-shirts and that way the kids don't try to wear that outfit when we're in Albuquerque on the wrong day <laughs> which is just so hard but then it is nice because you just throw all those dirty things in that bag and depending yeah. on how long we're on the trip sometimes I need to do the wash on the trip so I'm like okay just do that load and then I know that's the Albuquerque load so I'm just gonna go right back in because we're gonna have to drive back through that same same place and and I think so. that's the benefit if you do a load of laundry of the whole cube you know that everyone has one more outfit and yeah. everyone has one more pajamas rather yeah. than trying to like fish it out of your Piece dirty it together yes yeah. oh it's a lifesaver no that we have to I think I need some packing cubes because I think that would just They're be so nice Roll up better. your clothes. You roll up the clothes and you put them in. You get so much more space. I roll the outfits together with the underwear inside of it, so it's all together. And then they just grab their roll of clothes and they're they can get themselves ready. So I got really kind of crazy one Disney World trip that we went on where I did everyone's outfits in those gallon ziplock ziploc bags because uh -huh. I was trying to get the kids to match on certain days, you know, because yes. you're doing all the pictures. And so it was like Epcot days, everybody's pink shirts and, you know, whatever, you know. But luckily I did that because we just happened to not have enough room for all our stuff because we had our big stroller and everything we needed to bring. And we put it up on the top of the car, you know, the car packing uh -huh. extra thing or whatever well we drove through this crazy crazy storm and everything that was inside of that got soaked but because I had all their clothes in Ziploc bags the clothes didn't get wet and we were saved <laughs> so I don't go to that effort every time by any means because it was so much work getting it prepped but man that was really kind of such a lifesaver on that particular trip that we did that yeah I've never done Ziploc bags but one suggestion I would have is when you fly you want to put a daily packing cube in each bag so that if you lose one of your suitcases you have a a, a day's worth of outfits in whichever suitcase you have typically <sighs> you carry a carry-on with you so make sure you have at least one cube so everyone has an outfit everyone has a pair of pajamas and you know you can you can make do with at least one so tell me the size of your cubes because I've noticed on Amazon and different places there are like varying sizes of packing cubes you can get. What size do you like that you feel like is the best? It depends on your family size and it depends on what if you're going to winter weather or summer weather. Um, I can fit our so typically when you buy packing cubes it will come with like one large one medium one small or something like that. Um, I like the large ones for winter weather clothes. Um, our whole family can fit in a large one. For summer weather, we can all fit in a small one. Um, I like to put socks and underwear in the really small ones. Um, so it just depends on your family and what works so for you. So do you sometimes just put an extra pair of socks and underwear in the small one as like just your safety net in case somebody yeah. has a little exactly. spill or an accident or something? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You, so we do have like an underwear in everyone's outfit, but then I also just maybe in the mesh pocket in your suitcase or something, just throw an extra couple pair of socks and underwear in there for the kids. That's, I always overpack socks and underwear on purpose. Yes. We always use them. And sometimes all, that's not even enough. <laughs> yes, I've been in trouble way too many times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when do you start, where do you start when you're booking your trips? Do you have a list? Do you have certain travel sites that you like to use? How do you do all of this stuff? So I think we travel differently than the average human. <laughs> um, 
So we have a plan for multiple locations that we may end up and then we just kind of see where it takes us. And often we end up somewhere completely different and then we got to start over. The minute we get on the plane, we make sure we get a car rented and we try to find a hotel before we land. Um, so we just do a lot of hotel points. We have Marriott and Hyatt and Hilton cards so that we can book last minute at anything that's available. Um, I mean, if I was a regular person planning it, I would say buy your tickets first and then get your Airbnb and then, <laughs> but, um, we do it last minute and, and the joy is that you can do it either way. We're going to see the same things, whether you've planned your trip for 10 months or one day. And we have had some incredible experiences. We wanted to go this summer. We wanted to go to Boston or the Oregon coast. And we tried and tried, we couldn't get on the flights. And as we missed the flight to Boston, we turned around behind us and there was a flight to Colorado Springs. And we both looked at each other and were like, what is there to do there? We had no idea. We jumped on that plane and Colorado Springs is an incredible destination. Everyone should go. So much adventure there. We had the greatest four days and we, and none of it was planned. And you don't have to plan in advance. Sometimes people are like, my husband's going on a work trip in three weeks. I don't know if we have enough time to join him. I'm like, three weeks? You have plenty of time to figure it out and join him. You know, even if he got a work plan, you know, a work trip the next day, you still have time to join him, you know, put your clothes in the bag, figure it out in the hotel room the night before you're going to have a great time. So I love that spontaneous <laughs> attitude. I love it so much. So are your kids like very good about going with the flow with that? Or do you have some that don't kind of resistance? To, so like they like a routine and it's harder for them. What, what? Um, definitely some of all of that. We don't tell them too much in advance because we know that there's a chance that we won't get to go. Yeah. That's probably um, the hardest is if they get disappointed to not be able to go on the trip, right? Yeah. For them, it's actually more disappointing to miss things here. If they're missing a birthday party or a school event or a soccer game, like if we have to change and go on an earlier flight and they miss their party at school, it's like devastating to them. Um, so it's just letting them know like, hey, it's a possibility that we leave earlier. And mm -hmm. so you might have to miss that thing. And, but we're going to be on the beach in Hawaii. And it's always so funny when they're like, but I want to go to my party at school. And you're like, yeah, over three days in Hawaii. <laughs> but perspective, that's how kids, kids are. perspective. Yes. <laughs> but um, so, but they're pretty good when we're in the airport about like, so are we going yet? I'm like, oh no, we didn't make it. So now we're going to this other place. And they're pretty good about that kind of change. That's good. Well, and I think that's kind of, a great thing for them to be learning that plans don't always work out, but we can always still have fun in whatever situation that we're in. What a yeah. great lesson to teach them. In fact, one of my kids' favorite memory is we, we had a flight that had a seven hour delay and we stayed in a book, a bookstore in an airport and we read like a hundred thousand books and didn't buy any, but we sure had fun. It was like a library for us. That's <laughs> such a good idea. And they're always asking, can we just go hang out at the bookstore in the airport? <laughs> And that's one of their favorite oh, memories. And it was completely disappointing to us and, you know, not in the plan. And it ends up being one of their favorite memories. So you just can't I, plan it. I think that that's kind of in a nutshell why travel is so important in families, right? I mean, you know, you're going to have the crazy, but you also have these things that make such great memories and they're so different from their everyday life. I think it just stands out so much more in their memory than just an everyday routine thing, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So what are, do you have some other tips for traveling with kids? Do you have, like you said, they have travel backpacks. 
what kinds of things are in there? Um, so if they get like some toys at a birthday party or at the McDonald's or, um, then I immediately take them away and shove them in their backpack. Um, oh, so it's things that you don't really care much about anyway. No! <laughs> Chick-fil-A books are fantastic. Um, you know, the little games you get it, any, any kids milk things go in there. Um, dollar store items, a lot, many times we'll take the kids to the dollar store on the way. They get to pick out one or two things. They put it in their backpack and they're not allowed to touch it till they're sitting in their seat buckled. And so they're anticipating that they're looking forward to it. They're trying to get to their seat, uh, quickly. Um, and then see, it's not all played out while you're in the airport waiting, which is exactly. what happens half the time. So we try to use the airport for moving and maybe like hand games, louder, louder activities. And then the quiet stuff happens on the plane. Um, they also, I mean, we have just based, we have very strict screen rules at our house. They basically don't get any screens during the week, maybe a Friday night movie. And then Saturday they have an hour or two of screen time. And so that's pretty much all that they get on screens, but we've kind of let that go on the plane where it's like, this is your vacation. You can watch as much as you want. Um, on the long haul flights, um, they have to do a worksheet or they have to write in their, their diary, their travel diary between every movie. That's our well, only that's real great rule. idea. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. Well, then they have memories of the trip. So that's so awesome. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the hardest age to travel with, you know, airport travel is from a one to two and a half about where they're just wanting to move mm -hmm. and you're trapped in a, in a plane. Um, but we've done it. We travel at least monthly with that age, all, all four of our kids. It's possible. And, you know, you figure it out. We spend a lot of times like washing our hands in the bathroom, <laughs> playing with the water in the bathroom. <laughs> Oh, that's actually a really good tip. I was thinking washing your hands because they're crawling around on the floor, but yeah, washing no. your hands just for entertainment. No. That's actually a good idea too. <laughs> oh, I love it. So have you ever had your kids try to bring something on a plane, like through security that they shouldn't? Or have they been uh, pretty good about just sticking to what's in the bag? Do they ever try to stow things away? You know, one time I let my son pack and he packed like his soccer trophy and his <laughs> wooden plaque from his wall. I was just, I mean, luckily I looked in the bag beforehand and threw it all out, but, um, you know, they pretty much know I'm in charge of packing. I know parents sometimes give a lot of leeway, but I just don't want things to go that I don't want that I care about. And so I pretty much do all the packing. Um, I think the only thing we, we actually bought an umbrella that kind of looked like a samurai handle on the end. We had that taken away from us, which was sad in Japan. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you this is my other tip. You can take crazy things through the airport. We, we bought a uh, vacuum on Black Friday in Utah and flew it home. We carried it a vacuum onto our airplane. Um, <laughs> I we love bought, it. <laughs> so you are allowed, anything frozen can get through security. So if you have a child, a one-year-old that drinks milk and you're worried about getting enough milk, freeze a giant container of milk you can get it through security and then slowly it will melt and you can use the melted part throughout your trip. Um, Gator, like anything, if your kid loves Gatorade or juice, just freeze it, get it through security and then you have it for the rest of your trip. I mean, we've even frozen like a meal and used it that night at the hotel room in a, in a microwave, you know? Um, 
or camping. We flew somewhere and went camping and we froze tinfoil dinners and then cooked them up that night. So if it's frozen, it gets through. That is so. amazing. <laughs> One other tip is security does, they are pretty particular about food right now. So you want to keep all the kids snacks and food in one bag. So I kind of okay. carry like a reusable grocery sack and I put all the food in there and, and I might have like a Ziploc bag for each kid, like a gallon size with all their snacks for the whole trip. And then when we get through security, I'll say, Hey, put this in your backpack. So they have their own snacks, but, um, they're pretty particular about food and, um, wipes containers of wipes will always get stopped. So put that in your food bag for the, oh. for the time being. I think it's the, the wipes look like a bio material. And so they have to okay. look at it. Okay. So if, if it's a small stack, they won't, but if it's a larger stack of wipes, right. they will look at it. So make sure you put that in the food bag for, and then it's really accessible for everything you need it. Yeah. So, and, and they will to wipe off hands before bag. you eat. That actually probably <laughs> is a great place for it. They will look at, they'll stop the food bag. So just plan on some extra time for them to go through your food bag. But if it's all in one location, they'll only stop one bag and you can do it pretty quickly. So. Yeah. Cause it is a hassle when you have things in all the different bags that you're trying to pull out. That's a great idea. What, how early do you get to the airport when you're going on your trips usually? So I used to be a last, last minute person. Like we almost missed so many flights, but um, we actually got a credit card that gets us into the, the lounge now. And so we get food before our flight. So we will go over, like an hour and a half early at this point so that we can get food and relax. And honestly, it's been so much more relaxing. So if you can get to the airport early, I highly suggest it. To me, in the past, I've been like, I don't want to waste time sitting around. I don't want the kids to be crazy. But it's actually been less crazy because I'm not stressed. They're going to have a better trip. You're going to have a better trip. So if you can make extra time for, for that travel, you know, I try to make travel part of our vacation. When you're walking through the airport, when you're sitting at the airport, you can play games with them. You can interact with them. You have, you know, you're not doing dishes. You're not do, like your packing is done. Like all you have to do is sit there and stare at each other. And if you can put the phones away, you can actually, you know, have some really good experiences during your travels with your kids. That is a great perspective. I need to think about that all the time. All that time that we're cooped up in the car or waiting somewhere is quality time that they aren't going to be distracted going anywhere else because they're stuck with me. And you're not distracted if you can. Yes. If you can. Put your phone away. <laughs> <laughs> yes, put my phone away. That's actually not so not you. Too. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> I'm talking to myself too because I definitely fall into that trap. I think we're all guilty of that sometimes. And if you're not, then man, you guys are amazing. Um. Okay. So, have you had a big travel disaster? What's your biggest um, travel disaster? Probably the one I told you earlier about having to drive home from Arkansas and drive home from Hawaii and. Yeah, that was our biggest disaster. Um, but mostly we've, we've had a lot of success. So, Well, and it's good when the success outweighs the disaster, then you're a lot more apt to keep going, right? So the disasters I, I have had all kind of revolve around kids and um, their bodily fluids. <laughs> yes, we've had some like that too. We had a flight to Hawaii where our, our uh, two-year-old had diarrhea and we went through nine diapers and we ran out of diapers and the first five were all explosive and like ran out of outfits, ran out of diapers. We had to ask some other passengers if they had a diaper we could use. Luckily only once. <laughs> um, luckily also we were on the last row. So we were right next to the toilet and we could just keep cleaning up, but it was the longest flight of our life. 
I, my husband has some stories he could share about one of my sons doing that. I was lucky that I had the lap baby. So he had to deal with the, the one that was, yes. And it was the same thing. It was just like, he was potty trained, but with just the explosive nature of everything that was happening, it ended up all over my husband, all over my son. There were not, I mean, we didn't have a week's worth of clothes in the carry on. So there wasn't enough items. He's yeah. trying to wash things in like the little airplane bathroom where there's yes. just not, oh yeah, it was not pretty and he was pretty mad. But <laughs> And my current toddler actually gets motion sickness only on planes, which is so unfortunate. I mean, she was oh. basically born in the air. I think we flew when she was like eight days old or something, um, but she still gets motion sick. And so um, I've, they do have Dramamine for kids. And not only does it help her not throw up, it's chewable. It helps her not throw up. And she takes a nap every time she takes it. Oh, it's like dream. the greatest thing I've ever discovered. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. And you just, your pharmacy will just give that over the counter or do you have to get it? Yeah, you just buy it, at, buy it at Walmart, buy it at Walgreens. Yeah, it's over the counter. That's so awesome. I didn't realize you could get it for kids that young. That's so cool. Yeah. So do you have okay. some fun travel tips that you want to share that we haven't covered yet, but you know would be great for our audience? Yes, when you travel with kids, you want to take care of their, their food and their sleep. When kids are fed and well-rested, they're going to be much happier. As, as the same as adults, right? The same as yourself. So make sure you're taking care of yourself in those areas as well. So you always want to have food with you. Um, I've, um, you want to bring through a cup that has a lid on it. So you can bring through a sippy cup or just something that has a lid, a water bottle. You want to fill that up with water as soon as you get through security, because inevitably you'll be taking off and the kid will be whining for water and you can't get it for 20 minutes. So make sure you have water when you get on the plane. Um, make sure you have food. They won't eat the airport food. Just plan on that. I have a whole, um, on my blog, <laughs> I have several <laughs> articles on food you can eat on the plane and you would be shocked the stuff you can eat on a plane. But um, also for sleep. So when you're traveling time zones and you're trying to get your kid to sleep and they need to sleep at a certain time, um, melatonin, they have melatonin for children. It's been approved by my doctor. You'll have to talk to your doctor for sure, but it's a natural uh, chemical that your body releases when you're ready for bed. Um, and they're in a small amount, like I would even say one gram, what maybe two milligrams for kids. Um, that will in, within 30 minutes they'll be asleep so do not give it to them until you are ready for them to be asleep so when we're on the plane we get them in their jammies we set up a little bed for them we give them an eye mask if they'll wear it and then we give them the melatonin and within 30 minutes they're asleep uh if it's a red eye you don't uh we try to wait right. until this isn't like a midday flight this is no. like when they would be naturally tired and like their body rhythms are ready to sleep anyway yeah right? exactly they're naturally <laughs> ready but there's so much on an airplane that will prevent them from sleeping the noise the, the they're uncomfortable they're not in their room it's not quite dark enough all of these things so melatonin is just that extra little help help to get them asleep and it, and it works great in in your hotel room it, you know we sleep with a family of six in one hotel room it's it's a little bit difficult to get to sleep for some of them and so melatonin is amazing to get them to sleep. And, um, but like you said, be careful. My daughter did take one like two hours after she woke up, she found one and, and ate it. And she was like falling apart until we put her to bed at like 10 AM. <laughs> so, you know, just make sure you're in a place where they're ready to go to sleep. I gave it to them once at the dinner table because we needed them to get to sleep early for an early morning flight. And, um, 
within 20 minutes, they were all like sinking down in their chairs, sobbing, <laughs> please let us go to sleep. <laughs> so we wait until they're in bed now. And it's just a little help for them. And, and honestly, it's a help for us. If we're traveling time zones, we have a little melatonin right by our bed. So if we wake up at 2 a.m. and we know like it's going to be rough to get back to sleep, we just take a melatonin and within a half an hour, we're back asleep as well. So lifesaver. That's amazing. Okay. So I think we should link up to your food on a plane post. So you got to give me that link and we'll put yeah. it in the show notes. Cause I think that's going to be really great for us to know. Is there any other tips that you can remember that you wanted to share? Yes. Okay. So national parks are our absolute favorite destinations. I'm sure if you do road trips that you go to lots of national parks, they're actually quite difficult to get to when you're flying because you have to fly in and then you have to drive. They're quite a ways off to the beaten path for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but they're worth it for us. Like we will, we will drive hours to get to national parks because they're so incredible. And it's such a great deal. An annual pass is like $80, but if you have a fourth grader, you get in free. So make sure you take advantage of that. We have a fourth grader this year. We're trying to get to like 10 national parks. Um, so that, and once you get in, everything in the national park is free. You know, the hiking, the views, the lakes, the it's, it's incredible. So I definitely plan trips around national parks. Love it. it. Love it. We've used the fourth grader thing when we went to Yellowstone one summer and it was so nice to be able to just flash that and go everywhere we needed to go. It was awesome. I almost always have a fourth grader, like every other year. So if you want to go to national park, just invite us. We'll help you out. No. <laughs> well, and also um, grandma gets a national parks pass for her life, for the rest of her life for $80. And if you bring grandma in the car with you, then you, the whole car gets in free. So oh my goodness. buy grandma so a national cool. parks pass and bring her with you. That is awesome. You've got, I bet you have just like so many loads of tips for all of it. I need you on for maybe six hours and then we can <laughs> check the blog. <laughs> okay. So let's tell everyone your blog and where we can find you and follow what you're up to. Okay. So it's called fly by the seat of our pants instead of your pants, fly by the seat of our pants and, um, .com. That's it. And I'm also on Instagram under the same name. So really long. You can't miss it. <laughs> and yeah, so I share lots of pictures. It's always fun on travel days because it's like, we're going to the airport. Who knows where we're going? And I'm like, I don't. So your guess is as good as mine. Um, and then, you know, trying to get home, it's always a little bit of travel drama on there, which is fun to watch. Um, and then I show you like different places to go and maybe something you've never even thought of. You mm -hmm. know, I don't know. Have you been to Oklahoma City yet? No, but I just saw that you were there and it's making yeah. me really want to go. Yeah. It's like three hours from us, probably less from you. And it, I've never been there. And really it's not like a destination where like, I want to go to Oklahoma city. It doesn't <laughs> really like, inspire you. We had such a great trip. If they have beautiful spaces, they have some incredible museums. If you have a science museum in your local town, you get in free to their science museum. Um, Anyway, it's, I, we have found some incredible places that, are, that you wouldn't think of. Like sometimes people feel like, oh, I have to go to New York and I have to have $5,000. You don't. You can go to Oklahoma City and have a fantastic weekend and, and create memories and it doesn't have to cost that much. So It's like one of those hidden gems that kind of reminds me of like Bentonville, Arkansas. 
Have you guys been there? I haven't been there. Oh my goodness. You gotta go there. It's like the Walmart capital, right? So they have all these museums built around because they wanted the people that were moving there that were working for them, their families to be happy living there. So they have okay. all these free museums and all these oh. really cool, but like beautiful, really cool places. We stopped there on our way up to Missouri one time and it's, I want to go back. It was such a cool town. That is going on our list. What's crazy is we have been traveling for seven years, probably a new destination every month, and we still have a list a mile long of destinations within the United States that we haven't been to. I mean, one of our favorite uh, favorite vacations ever was in Rapid City, South Dakota. Oh, and how it, fun! It did you guys do Mount so Rushmore fun. in the Badlands? We did Mount Rushmore. We did the Black Hills. We did the Badlands. They had a fun park there that was incredible. They had the Wall Drug, and we just had a great time. And you know, people don't think like, I guess it's so glamorous to go to Italy as opposed mm -hmm. to South Dakota, but you know, South Dakota, honestly, we had as just as good of time as our trip to Italy. Um, maybe our picture pictures aren't as iconic or like flashy, but for our family, we had a fantastic trip to South Dakota. We loved ours too. We, the, the Badlands was my kid's favorite thing. Mount Rushmore. Oh, I was kind of like, okay, we're here. That was it. But the Badlands, they loved it. I actually have a travel post yes. about the Badlands. My kids loved it so much. It was yes, awesome. We, we liked that too. It's so fun to just climb around and yeah. Yeah, it was perfect. Oh, okay. So let's go on. I want to hear a little bit more about you. So we're going to do our three helpful and happy questions segment now. So this just ties us into the website that we have, the Helping of Happiness website, which covers food, our podcast archives, travel, and our homemaking hacks. So my first question for you is, what is your favorite food or meal? I love soup, like creamy, delicious soup. It's hard to live in Texas when nine months of the year is too hot for soup. But <laughs> it's never too hot for soup in my house. I love, I soup. love soup too. <laughs> you need to come over. I have a really good potato cheese soup and also a good oh. bro broccoli cheese soup. That, oh, oh, that sounds amazing. So good. So good. Okay. So we've been talking a lot about travel, but do you have a very favorite trip or and or dream vacation? You... So my favorite trip happened like seven years ago. It was my first time to Europe. It was in Germany and it was just me and my husband. And I think your very first experience of Europe is just incredible. And I've enjoyed my subsequent trips to, uh, to Europe, but the first time is just so magical. Um, and then my dream trip right now is I want to spend like two months in New Zealand to see it all. So cool. Okay. Do you have any homemaking hacks for us? So lately I've been using my hair straightener to iron my shirts. <gasps> so like, you know, you put your shirt on and like the, just the bottoms, like a little wrinkled or you have like the collar that's a little not, you know? So as I'm doing my hair, I just, just straighten out my shirt a little bit. And I told my husband about this hack and he's like, I want to try it. So he irons his collars for work every day with my hair straightener. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, and I bet when you're traveling, it's like you have it with you anyway. So yes. what an easy thing rather than getting out the, the mystery hotel iron that may or may not rust all over your clothes that you're trying to iron up. Oh, that's yes. so cool. I do not iron, but I do use my, straightener. but I do hair straighten. <laughs> Oh, that is so cool. Oh, Jamie, you are just awesome. I think I just need to talk to you all the time because I need to learn all. Well, these 
me. It was so This fun. can go off record or what or not, but I think you, I, I assume you've taken the trip from here to uh, Utah, right? Yes. Um, so I should probably get some tips from you because I've never driven it. We've flown to Utah like oh 18 times a year, but I've never driven. But this summer I'm driving. And so I'm planning like a super fun itinerary to get there. Okay. I'm really I have so that. many stops for you. Yes. Okay. Send them over. Okay. I will. We're doing, we're going through Amarillo and then yeah. Santa Fe and then up through Mesa Verde. Oh yeah. And then we're doing, I hope we're doing like Arches, Canyon Lands and Capitol Reef. As okay, I even have some in. really great like places that you need to stop and go to the bathroom and run around. Like there's this free oh, yeah? you can stop at that's a convenience store. It's like these crazy places that are awesome. So yeah, I'll send okay, that over. Send them to me. This was so awesome. No, I'm so glad that you Thanks for talking to me. That was fun. Thank you for listening today. I hope this was really exciting and fun for you to listen to and Maybe this quarantine time is giving you a little chance to get your house a little more Airbnb ready if that's something that you feel like you and your family want to delve into. So if you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend and we would love it so much if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. Give us a rate, a review, and of course subscribe so you don't miss any more of our episodes.